Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Tom Korski is one of our... He's one of our favorites. Executive editor of the Black Locks Reporter uh, at Mining Ottawa on Twitter. We always have a good conversation, and I've been trying to uh, get rid of my car by using Tom to, <laughs> as inter- intermediary. I've just I've decided to keep the thing now. <laughs> so I you're off the hook, best, uh, Roy. Yeah, Plus, I think so. You can drive it in the uh, what tomorrow's uh, International Workers' Day, so you can drive it in the parade. Yeah, that one wouldn't fit. No. No, it wouldn't fit in the parade. (laughs) Definitely not. It's not a comrade car. Um, (laughs) I thought it was a Lada. That's why I mentioned (laughs) it. No. No. No, it's right around 500 horsepower, so it's not not a comrade car. I don't believe in them. Wheels fall off at 32 miles an hour. How are you, Tom? I, uh, I'm well. It's finally we, a little bit of spring. I don't want to boast because I know not everyone can share that, but finally a little bit of spring. I may turn off the furnace this week, which is always a great week. It's celebratory, I think is the word. Celebratory. How are things in Ottawa today? A bit of, uh, a, a bit of overtime for the Ottawa Police Department. But other than that, uh, uh, everyone seems to be enjoying themselves and exercising their constitutional rights, right? Okay. We'll keep an eye on that, of course. Um, many and varying reports and descriptions and unfounded accusations circling around the issue of why the Trudeau government invoked the Emergencies Act in February, including Public Safety Minister Marco Mendocino telling the Parliamentary Committee, well, why don't you tell us what he told them? Well, he said this was uh, in part because of uh, dramatic and violent lawlessness, specifically attempts by uh, Freedom Convoy protesters to burn down an Ottawa apartment building five blocks from the blockade back in February on Lisker Street in Ottawa, burn it to the ground, uh, and thus uh, murdering people in their beds as they slept. The problem is that had nothing to do with the convoy. The building didn't burn. There were two people charged with arson. They were both longtime Ottawa residents, Roy. They had nothing to do with the convoy. Isn't it interesting? Here we are all these months later, the Minister of Public Safety still making up slander about the Freedom Convoy to justify the invocation of the Emergencies Act. How peculiar is that? They still haven't come up with the evidence that they used to, to prompt the invocation of that extraordinary Emergency Police Powers Act. No, it's... It's cabinet confidence, of course. But I was speaking with the um, the lawyer with the Canadian Civil Liberties Association at the beginning of the program, and my point, Tom, was once the Prime Minister says they made the decision to invoke the Emergencies Act based on uh, police advice, they've already started themselves to tear down the uh, cabinet confidentiality defense because you're telling us why you did what you did so you you've, you've knocked down the first domino so keep on going well it's it's interesting there are even people who were no friends of the truck drivers say this was obviously political but there's a game they like to play in ottawa and i have to say roy they're pretty good at it and it's called the blame game and right now there's a sort of a, a it, they're going to see which donkey is going to have the tail pinned to him will it be the minister of public safety mendicino will it be the attorney general lametti 
Will it be the finance minister, Freeland, who said, and I quote her accurately, that the truck drivers threatened democratic institutions. The rest of us only saw irregular parking and breach of the noise bylaw. She saw a threat to the 44th Parliament and all the democratic traditions we hold dear. Somebody is going to have to walk the plank on that, Roy. It's going to be fascinating. Yes, it will be. And Canadians have a right to know why that particular um, nuclear option, which is what it really is legislatively, was exercised when the legislation has been in place since 1988, was never invoked by any other prime minister, and other prime ministers have faced crisis situations arguably significantly more uh, more concerning than what happened in February in Ottawa. What, Tom, let me just flip things around here. I usually ask you about um, stories that you have on Black Locks. I, I particularly wanted to talk to you about the only two aircraft, only two aircraft in Kabul. But before we do that, what is the story, what, what generated the most interest from your followers on Twitter? What, what, what got them going this week? It's funny, you know, I don't have a Twitter account, as you know, uh, Roy, and I, I don't actually have a mobile phone. Um, and so uh, <laughs> I, I cannot really discuss that intelligently. I'd like to think all our stories are of equal interest Very to all good. our subscribers. How they am are. I doing? How That's am really I? good. Did I do a good really job? Good. Oh, you're fantastic. <laughs> I wish I was that quick when I walk into a corner. And I'm, I'm sorry, I painted you into that corner. I know you don't have a, a mobile phone. You're supposed to have one. It's what keeps the world going. Okay, so let's talk about this. There were only two aircraft in Kabul. One of them wasn't working too well. This was during the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban. When we were supposed to be bringing uh, those who had helped Canada, like the military interpreters, we were supposed to be bringing them to the country because, as Trudeau said, you were there for us, we're going to be there for you. But they were there with two aircraft. One wasn't doing too well, and the other one came back with whom? It's interesting. This was on August 15th, 2021, really a day of infamy at the Department of Foreign Affairs. They don't like to talk about it, and who can blame them? The Ministry of Immigration's testifying in committee, and he was asked about what happened in Kabul when that city went to hell, the Taliban took over. And there were thousands, as you mentioned, by official estimate, 1,250 Canadian citizens. These are Canadians, just like you and I and everyone else. And thousands and thousands of Taliban allies, or uh, rather Afghan allies, who had helped us against the Taliban for years. Well, the ambassador, his name is Reed Sears, S-I-R-R-S, remember that name. He couldn't run to the airport fast enough with his staff. And according to eyewitness accounts, fled on the one really usable Canadian military aircraft, half empty, so he could get back to Ottawa, leaving behind a closed embassy, and thousands of people desperate for help, military commanders, former military who were trying to get their associates, friends, and neighbors out, described it as a national embarrassment. I think that's putting it mildly. There are commons committees trying to get to the bottom of this, really an episode that is beyond shame. It's really shocking, actually, Roy. It really is. And uh, the United States had 110 planes, you write on Black Locks Reporter, 110 planes on, on site. And I've spoken with uh, Major General Jeffrey Slosser, who was the commanding officer of the 101st Airborne Division in Afghanistan. And he was, he's aghast at how the Americans chaotically got out. Canada certainly showed the Americans how to do that. Um, and one other story here, Tom, that caught my interest. Well, they all catch my interest, but 
unprepared for climate cuts. Federal climate programs, Blacklock's reporter at Mining Ottawa, federal climate programs threaten at least 170,000 jobs with little transitional planning by cabinet. Say it ain't so. That's the say, that is the comment from the Environment Commissioner, Jerry DeMarco. So he's a federal appointee. This is not some person rocking the boat off in the lunatic fringe. This is the commissioner of the environment, a federal commissioner. And he said, look, at you people, since 2015, since you signed on to your climate change program in Paris, France, have promised just transition. They call it just transition. What does that mean? They count 170,000 coal, oil, and gas workers directly employed in about 50 communities that are entirely reliant on the energy industry for uh, some sort of advancement, training, assistance, uh, motivational speeches, something, Roy, to get them to transition to this world where we rely on tidal power and the sun to heat our homes and drive our cars. And the cabinet has done nothing. Commissioner DeMarco said, you're asking for it. You are looking at the prospect of the collapse of the Atlantic cod fishery in the 90s, Canada's biggest layoff, cost 190,000 jobs. They never got over it in Newfoundland and Labrador and other provinces. It was absolutely infamous. And here they are. The feds are doing it again. No comment from Cabinet. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.